Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hello, everyone. The MXP podcast is back for a brand new series. We are joined by Liverpool comedian Adam Brown. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I can't tell because I've got the fucking biggest set of gammy eyes on the planet with me today. Like you, so both of you, that camera cannot think you're both asleep at this point. Let's go. Oh my God, Paul's put both of the people in the studio to sleep on the first podcast, which is not not necessarily not true. but yeah, you you yeah, you've got a bit of a you got a bit of pink eye going on. I don't know what's happened. To be honest, I was doing the final word before, and it was it was all fine, and it just started hurting. And then I look in there, and you probably can't see it, but I went into the toilet, looked in the mirror, and I've got a third eye growing. It does look like you've got another eyelid. You know, like in Men in Black, where the, at the start where Will Smith's chasing the guy yeah. down, and he, and he blinks. Inside, yeah, it looks yeah, like yeah. you grow in that eyelid. It feels like there's across. a small satsuma coming out of my eye, to be honest with you, and I'm not happy about it. A small satsuma. <laughs> 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 yeah, just for just for definition for now. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be a It will grow. Yeah, I'm sure. It's not like kumquats. No. Good. Um <laughs> Adam Rowe joins us. Welcome, Adam. Thanks for having us. Mm, uh, thanks for sticking around. Uh you're very welcome. I uh, I will do anything for some airtime. Because <laughs> <laughs> so no people I'll find you that us. one for later. Yeah, absolutely. Um, right, we haven't done one in ages. But those of you familiar with the podcast from the from the previous series will be aware of the purge, uh, where we think of things that really the purge. the purge, the thing that do our heads in most in life, the universe, and, and anything, uh, and then purge them from the face of planet Earth. I'm going to start, Chris. Do you want to want to kick it off? I've got loads this week, but I'm only going to give you one proper one, the one that's doing me head in more than anything else. <laughs> is it and your eye? It's not my eye this time, but I, I'm, I am, I really, it's, <laughs> it is now, because you sat there, I think looking at me, but I'm not quite sure. Um, no, I, it's it's probably going to fall flat with everybody who's not a dad of my daughter. Okay, um, But have you heard of Rebecca Zamolo? No. I demand to see your credentials. That one, that's Agent D. He designed the remote that controlled the Game Master. He did the remote that controls the Game Master? Yeah, I was pretty surprised too. Right, she's got about 8 million subscribers on YouTube and she's really doing me head in because yeah. she's one of those YouTubers who turns up just on the YouTube Kids app, which is just always on in my fucking house. Yeah, yeah. And she th- she's basically a failed fucking actress. Completely talentless okay. in every way, shape, and form. So much so. Is this game knows game kind of thing. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> so she does this fucking series where there's, she invented this games master, 
And this games master's trying to take over the Zam fam, which is a like community on YouTube. And she's got the red hood and the quadrants. And she basically like we like we acted out championship manager, mm. but she does it. Not tongue in cheek. Okay, so all the spy cameras have been hidden around the place. Okay, perfect timing because I think everyone is here and I think the party's going to get started. So maybe we mingle so we can get information from them. They might know where Mr. X's identity box is. Okay, so let's go. Welcome to the Giant Masquerade Bowl. Like they're just all failed fucking actors and and, and and my kid fucking watches it all day and it's so irritating because the worst thing about YouTube is Everyone just uses one backing track. Yeah. If they found it, and it's just do, always do, fucking do, on. Do, oh, my do, God. Do, do, but now my kid's do, fucking obsessed yeah. with the quadrants. Yeah. So it got me onto disguising myself as one of these fucking things the other night, and I've shown Wait. you the photo already. Wait, what? Right. Oh, right. Okay. I thought you were talking about disguising yourself and involved with the kids. No. Oh. No. <laughs> um, so what happened is, to, to, to try and scare her into not watching this anymore. I went downstairs into my house. And bear in mind, I've got two young girls, five and three of them. And I went down and I went downstairs. Stupid names. <laughs> <laughs> it's David Beckham syndrome, that is. So, yeah. <laughs> so I went downstairs and I, I literally just screamed. I went, ah, there's someone in the house. Right. And I fucking bombed upstairs, dressed like this and went into their bedroom right and what? and the little one Adam she fucking shit herself mate of course she did it was fucking brilliant why are you putting this out <laughs> into the public you're gonna get arrested so just for the, just for, for the audio listeners Chris put on a red hoodie and some sort of plastic lion mask that looks a little bit like he's got a melted face it was so funny. She was inconsolable, the three-year-old, like she broke down. Of course she was. Oh, just, could... Why are you acting like this was not the expected result of this experiment? <laughs> what was the hypothesis? What were you? T- I thought it scared them into not watching these videos, but it didn't work. Can we just... No, they're just terrified of their dad. Uh, they know uh, that that's your coat, you know? <laughs> no, they don't, because this Rebecca Zamolo is stupid, so she gets dressed up as herself, and then she'll literally just put her hood up and a mask on. She's wearing the same pants and the same things, and then pretends to be someone else. There's so many holes in the script. Have you not seen theatre before, thing. Adam? But that's your coat, isn't it? Yeah. So when you put that coat on, do you not think your children, I... your human children <laughs> with, with brains, are going to go, hang on, that's me dad? No. Because these are the people who, when you play hide and seek, hide behind the sofa every single fucking time. By putting the they're not over. fucking clever yeah. people. They, in fact, they're idiots. But to be honest with but, you, I don't but, know how we survived as a fucking race yeah. because fucking giraffes are coming out running. But, We're but, two years before we can do anything other yeah. than suck a fucking nipple. But but Good when you find that your daughter is just a little unsettled when you're wearing that coat. I haven't worn that coat in ages. I'm not soft, lad. All right, so. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, he's not stupid, Paul. He's just running around no, scared of his own children. No, no, absolutely. Can we just... Because Adam doesn't know the conclusion to this story, is in order to maintain the illusion... What did you do? I left the room and then got undressed and then went back in to console them, just in case I need Lion The Disney again. World approach... To characters, is he refused to break character in front of the children? <laughs> Honestly, I genuinely, gen- genuinely, 
You These are all chatting about footy in the WhatsApp. No, but I said, I, I said, like there was a point where you had, you got cats, and we always say, like, cat, you get you, you, your girlfriend will make sure you have animals, just like practice children, and you terrorised those poor little animals. They're, and they're still alive, by the way. They're not. He's not killed them. Loved as well. The well, the well fed. What did you do to the cats? You just used to just wind up. Anytime you, you can make cats are idiots, aren't they? Especially young ones, and you could make them run into things and do yeah. all kinds of stuff and scare the life out of them and do various things. And you've got to test the nine lives theory occasionally, <laughs> Adam. And then I just I just like the fact that you, you've always been consistent. That's the thing. That's the most important thing. So hang on. So what are you purging? You're purging this YouTuber. Yeah. All right. Okay. South. Brilliant. I will and pistachio nuts that won't open. Pointing them, like. What's the point? Okay, I the level in passion difference from your two options there. I was just the ones that don't open. Yeah, I was Why going to. to I went into I went into the subway before, and it, this was going to be one, but I, it's not quite fully formed yet. But it, I was just dead annoyed by went to the counter and there was no one there. And I stood there for a few seconds and look. Did you the... cough politely? No, no, I whistled. I whistled a jaunty tune because I'm a nice guy. I don't want to be an asshole. But this particular juncture, and then no one turned up. So I was like, well, what again? What's the protocol? I'm just going to stand here like a prick waiting for someone to come whistling out. And yeah, exactly. With like an a, like a whistling weirdo in the uh, outside in, in the subway. So I walked to the edge of the counter where the, you can go behind the kitchen. I just said, oh, hello, like really friendly, like you would do, you know, if you were. Yeah, like you would. And this girl come round with a fucking face on and goes, there's an alarm in the back so you don't have to shout. Was there a sign? Because there's a fucking sign saying sub of the day. What am I meant? You know, you're just like, thank you for that lovely piece of information. Like, Subway are bad with their information now. I went into (laughs) Subway about a month ago um, and the fellow... I, I was looking at the menu because I changed my order in Subway quite a lot. I haven't got like a regular one. I was looking at the menu for maybe three, four minutes just trying to decide what to have. And then I told him what I wanted. And then after that whole, that's a long time for him to not give the information he had, which is we've got no bread at the minute. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> like lad, that is the one thing you're known for. Yeah. This, is a, this is a bread Could shop you not with sides. Could you not smell, have the no smell of bread? No, I'm, I'm oh, in Subway. Up. It stinks of bread. Like, even when they've got no bread, it still smells like bread. I went, what do you mean you've got no bread? He went, without a bread, mate, it'll be ready in about 20 minutes or whatever, but we've got no bread at the minute. I went, do you not think, like, a sign on the door or, like, you know, like the second... Because you're not coming in for a salad. No, exactly. And the second that bell goes, the second that door opens, you should be shouting, No bread! <laughs> I shouldn't be allowed to blink before <laughs> I get the information that there's no bread in the subway. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no, okay. yeah. I no, I, I'm the same. They, I, should, they would have been shouting. No, it's true. But I, and I got to the end. Anyway, I got to the end of the counter and I picked the fucking cup up, a cup drink, and she went, "That's the large." And I went, "Yeah." <laughs> she went, Some people pick the large one up by mistake. <laughs> <laughs> but you'd pay for the large. Isn't it also a bottomless drink? Surely there's no large with that. It's just it's like almost like I get it. I get. I get that you hate your job or you're having a bad day or whatever. Like, but it genuinely slightly more cardboard. Couldn't. Than you were supposed to. Oh my god! Could not. Like, I love. It's one of the things I, I love and hate, and I get it because being in the public shit, service industry is terrible. It's terrible. It's a shit job. I spent eight years. What, what, what did you do though? What was your bit? Were you like the guy who cut the bread or the guy who put the? I was the guy who cooked or? the steak knife into a loaf and then served it to a person for them to bite into to then discover a steak knife inside the bread. 
You put a steak knife in the butty. By accident, I baked it By into accident. the bread. So you score the bread at the top. Yeah. And then I just put the steak knife down, put them into the prover. They grew large over the steak knife. Couldn't see the steak knife, baked the bread. Gave a foot long to a lady with some Cajun chicken or whatever it was in their salad or that bite. Excuse me, mate, I've got a problem. Oh, I think, think I've put extra mayo on or something. And she's like, there's a steak knife in my body. And I'm like, I am so sorry, darling. That's totally my You'd bad. be amazing if you had a friend in prison. <laughs> <laughs> Sneak steak knives into the prison. Well, anyway. Chris I, was working the subway at Walton Nick. <laughs> <laughs> Sneaking shanks into so, the prison. Yeah. I fucking love it. Ultimately, it's a shit job. There was... There was there was a weekend, I think, when I worked in the one in town in Randley Street where for two nine-hour shifts, I just weighed chicken out to 75 gram portions. And the highlight was just going, getting three on the bounce without using the, the, the fucking scales. Well, there's a lot of, like, um, micromanagement at Subway, isn't it? Like, it's, it, there's a lot of delegation. Like, there's a lot of your jobs to cut the bread, but we don't trust you to put the meat on it. Yeah. So we're going to give that to Jeff. And then Jeff... Yeah. He's fucking great at lying out a couple of slices of ham, but he can't put it in an oven. So we're going to get Mark to do that. And Mark doesn't like touching salad, so we're going to give it to Jess. I've added Jess in now because then there's some um, sex diversity at the subway. They're not just hiring men. Um, it's not the Brits. Yeah. <laughs> and Jess can do the salad, but then Maisie has to do the sauce. And then, God, none of them are good with the till, so you've got... Um, the manager, team the manager on the till. Yeah. I am, um, but anyway, I wasn't. I'm not going to pay. I'm not going to pay. It's the thing I'm going to pay. Just people who talk to you about football, who don't like or understand football, particularly when you've not won or you're not winning. Yeah. Like I had this watching the Liverpool Atletico game when I was sat in a, in a room and my uh, you know in laws don't don't give a shit about football oh, and pl- bless them. Pl- please pay your in laws. <laughs> They're too funny. But like bless them for caring and for knowing that I care, so they try to care. But like my mum does this as well. And it's like when you walk in and you're losing and the door opens and you just seize up because the, there's nothing they're gonna say that's not gonna do your head in. You know, like Oh, how are they getting on? And if you say that, you've got to tell them that your team's losing, which is dead annoying anyway. And then you've then got to live in the world with their reaction to it. It's going to be something like, oh, oh that's a shame. You or, might win next time. Oh, ah, oh, just don't. Just don't engage. Just don't engage. You don't care. You don't care about the football. Stop pretending to care Why about it. Why don't you just let it go then? Like, you should just say it to them, to the face next time. Just fucking shit. How are you getting on? The score is in the top left corner. <laughs> yeah, fucking read care. the telly, you don't. <laughs> don't. You don't care. Why? Don't engage. Don't. I don't want you to engage with me on this. I'm happy for this comfortable difference. I've gone in another room and shut the door. Like, you know, it's... it's <laughs> You know, that's the, the, the physical equivalent of reading a book on a public transport. I'm not interested in conversing with these people. Um, I have it with people as well, where they go, oh, how did you get on last night? And they know you've lost, but they ask it that way. Yeah. So you'd have to then tell them. And then they go, oh, yeah, I heard that on the radio. And you go, and they go, how did he play? And you go, 
We're not very well. We fucking lost. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like you've seen football, you know how it works. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, they go. Well, what, is that? A, is that a good result? A bad result? Is that? Is that? And then, and then, oh, it's just. Oh my god, it's just because you don't. They don't care. They don't care either. They don't care for the answer. You know, we're going to go into an in-depth tactical analysis of how the game, how the game panda. They don't give a fuck. It's just. It's it's chit. It's mindless chit chat. For no, honestly, I'd rather talk about the weather. Uh, it's been a bit, been a bit wet on it. It has, hasn't it? Isn't that a bit shit? It is a bit shit. Good for the plants, though, isn't it? Yeah. I'm starting to no realise more and more when I'm talking to people that I really, really don't like talking to people and considering my entire job. No, do you know what? That's wrong. I do like talking to people. I don't like listening to people. Yeah, I've got, <laughs> you've got you've picked the perfect job yeah, for that, really. Yeah, I've got absolutely no interest in what anyone has got to say most of the time. Wow. Like, does, Where do you, we go from here, Paul? <laughs> <laughs> Just let's just ask him some questions. <laughs> but like when like if me missus comes home from work and she's got a story, I'm like, I don't care. Like I, I really don't want to know what how this ends. Because it's do you know do you know Mary from where? Yeah. No, I don't. Well and then you've got a fucking I told you about Mary, she's got three kids <laughs> and this and that. It's like, you're like, oh yeah, cool. It yeah, it's it's t- oh I, I had a dream last night. Well, you're not Martin Luther King, so no one gives a fuck. <laughs> yeah, it's I'm not going to stop you there. It's, I'm going to stop it's you. It's fucking there. shit. That it's yeah. like I'm going to tell you. You're not wasting my time telling me about something that didn't happen. Yeah, that's what that's what people. Or anytime sometimes she'll that. get pissed off because I've done something in her dream. Her subconscious has created me to be an asshole. I know a girl who broke up with a lad because he was an asshole to her in a dream once. Yeah, she's a lunatic. Yeah, absolutely, she? a fucking lunatic. She didn't like uh, uh, cornflakes either because they made her sick. Anyway, different girl, different day. No, it's people are lunatics and dreams is the worst thing. I get it. Like, no, if you've gone to the, the effort to write it down, right? You write it down and maybe you convert it into some form of screenplay. And then you get that screenplay greenlit. And then you get that filmed and shot and edited and put onto a fucking cinema. Then I'm perfectly prepared to listen to your something from your imagination. But... If this it's sounds just like at the this, breakfast this table. Like, yeah, this we sounds went in like our what house, happened with but Lost. It wasn't our house, but like in the dream, it was our house, but it wasn't like our house right now. You but know you knew it was our house, though, Adam. I knew it was our house, but it wasn't like this house. It was like a different house, but it was where we lived. And you were there, but you weren't you. You had sausages you, for you, fingers you, and that. You were Samuel L. Jackson, but it was I was calling you Adam, and you were responding, so it was you. But you looked like Samuel L. Jackson. Don't you think that's that weird? Yeah. Um, <laughs> could you just use a baby, babe? Could you pass us a steak knife? Because I'm gonna put it in my butty. <laughs> <laughs> Swallow it whole. <laughs> should we tell it? Should we tell Adam what your dad's trick was back in the day with the remote control? So, because Adam, it's Adam sounds like the person who needs this. Yeah. Well, the, the reason Sky when Sky Plus came along was like a revelation in our house because it was just it, it, it led to new levels of passive aggression. Pausing. Um, yeah, oh, pausing. I do that all the time, you know. Pausing and sighing deeply. Yeah, yeah. Dad used, to, oh. used to walk in and his dad would go, and she'd say the question and he'd go, yeah, play. Yeah, and just start looking at the telly. I'm so bad for that, you know. <laughs> like, and I, well, I don't think I'm bad for it and I don't think your dad's bad for it. I think if you're interrupting someone, watching something, people who talk during films, let's page them. There's so many people. This, yeah. this podcast could be a week long and I, I don't think we'd run out of stuff no. that, that, to peeve on. But um, yeah, my miss is bad for that. Like, 
who is he? What else is he in? Oh, it doesn't matter, does it? Because no. no, that character that he is in the other thing has got absolutely fuck all to do. Zero burden. Yeah. <laughs> do you want a cup of tea? No, I don't want a cup of tea because I want to watch the film that we've paid for. Yeah. She talks in the cinema. No. Mm. And like why are you to me. Why? Why are you know, in To be honest with you, it happened a couple of years ago and it's too hard to get out. It's just too much admin. I'm just gonna... <laughs> <laughs> Have you got a joint you account? No. You didn't, you didn't I, put I, in the buds. I'm, I'm still paying for a phone contract I had when I was 17 because I can't be asked ringing O2 to cancel them. I'm with three now, but I still pay it. <laughs> and I, I treat my relationship the same. It's just I'd rather pay How many have you both got on financially the go? and emotionally rather than have the conversation of being right. like, this isn't working, is it? Like with O2 and the same with Mrs. Just like, do you know what? I love you. I don't like you anymore, but I love you. So we'll keep you around. I just like, just be over there. Just over there, I'll be over here, and we'll wave at each other occasionally and send each other the nice text. But you, 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 you stay over there. Yeah, I, I'm, I've, I've managed to take the game that you bring passive aggression into it. Having a kid, and because I like my son asks questions during the film, and I don't mind because if I'm teaching about something, and he wants to know the lore and stuff. Then I'll, I'm hap- I'll happily give him some back- background info. But when he wants to know the story. And I have to say, and it's one of those things, and it's the ultimate in passive aggression, when you say something, not to someone, but you are really saying it to them, and the line, you know what movies are, basically they are set up such that they give you all the information you need to understand the movie if you watch the movie, which I've said to my seven-year-old, but very purposely directed to my wife, who will be listening to this. Hi, babe. Um, uh, But it it, it is, it's one of those things that I like, I don't have, particularly I've not seen it before, I don't have any more information for you. I have watched the same amount of this film that you have watched. I place my trust. There is a complicit trust in watching a film or a TV series series that the people who make that series will give you or you you only have as much information as they've allowed you to have so far so if you've not figured it out yet then you're not meant to have figured it out yet it's not you're not fucking batman it's not your job to work out the fucking killer halfway through you're not yeah so your kids used to watch max and ruby Mm, still do Wow. Okay. Right. So Max and Ruby, two little buddy rabbits essentially. And I was a little bit worried that me at the time she was probably three was getting she was laughing a little bit too hard with the naughty rabbit. And I was like, is this gonna fucking end badly for me? Is she gonna end up being a naughty kid because of it? So I decided to ask her what she found so hilariously funny. And he had a red top on. It was got nothing to do with the storyline, nothing to do with the plot. And so now I, I genuinely just ask the kids what's funny about what they're looking at. And sometimes it's just they saw something that looked like a flower that wasn't a flower. Mm-hmm. So like I've, they've got no chance. She doesn't when find red to tops funny anymore now, no, does she? she? <laughs> <laughs> for Maybe life. your kids are just really clever and the lions here. Yeah. You think your kids are idiots when actually it's you. I'll test that theory. How should I go about it? Anyone got any? Uh, I Advice. Think, I think you're overthinking it. I think the truth is to leave them alone in a, in a locked room with the fucking with the screens and get on with your life. Try it. <laughs> it's just, it's just, it's now it's half so what time. In a room, it's, put it's the fucking term. telly on. So what are you purging ultimately? People who talk during films. No, people I don't. who talk during films. Subways that haven't got any fucking bread. <laughs> it's, a, it's a it's a fine selection to be getting on with. Should we move things on then, Adam? We've got we've got you in. Um, things are going pretty well. You've been coming in to do Redmen for a, for a while now, probably a year or so. And yeah, a year maybe two. It's 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 mad because we we went to watch your your live show in in, in Liverpool on the last. What's well, is it? The, it's the same tour, isn't it? But it was the first time around. Yeah, it was the first Liverpool date. Yeah, uh, we, we we did a a nice one. Yeah. So you're at the Echo Arena and absolutely 
absolutely smashed it. To it's be fair, nice. it's been what's 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 the journey been like? Because I I always find it funny with comedians that you don't the comedians you're generally aware of are the ones who have made it. Yeah, you know, yeah for yeah, the vast majority yeah. of people, you're aware of certain comedians, so you only ever get to see them when they are they, when they've got DVDs yeah, and they're yeah. on you know they're, they're on not panel learning shows. the trade they've done it haven't they they're, they're on panel shows that I love I, I, but I'm fascinated by it because I think there's something about stand up comedy I think everyone feels they can do stand up comedy because when you look at when stand up comedians have made it you're effectively in a big room full of people who fucking love you by that yeah, by yeah. that stage that's not what stand up comedy is no it's and the game's changing a lot so for literally from um to use a football term, like a, gra- a grassroot level, right up to the top. It used to be that you'd start out, you'd do a couple of years on the circuit, then you'd take your first hour to the Edinburgh Festival, then your second hour, and the Edinburgh Festival is where the TV bods would go and be like, that guy, he's picked, we're now going to put him on all the telly, and if you were good, you then got a career. It doesn't quite work like that anymore. A, there's too many of us. There's so many comedians that the, the household name is going to become less and less. Mm-hmm. Um, there's going to be a lot of comedians doing sort of tours to like between 200 and 1,000 people rather than the Michael McIntyre's will do four nights at a 20,000 seater. Yeah. Um, and you can just make so much content so easily yourself now. You can buy a fantastic camera for a few hundred quid. You can buy an amazing one for a couple of grand and then film every show you do and constantly put material out. That's what that's the model I'm trying to follow anyway. I do bits of telly as well now, which is nice and it you know you get a bit of money for that. But just being able to put unfiltered comedy out. TV comedy is dying because in comparison to internet comedy, it's so restrictive. It's so monitored by the lawyers and the channels and the networks going oh, you can't say that on this channel at all, so you can't say that. Whereas if I put a clip out from the comedy club, I can say anything. Well, you did Roast Battle, didn't you, on, yeah. on Comedy Central? Yeah. And are you allowed to tell us the joke that you weren't allowed to? I mean, yeah, but you can't do anything, can you? Um, so when you Contextualise ro- it for everyone who may, not, who may not have seen this. So Roast Battles, you go up head-to-head against a comedian. It's a bit of a back-and-forth of slaughtering them, effectively. Yeah, so if you haven't seen it, basically you, you do five jokes back-and-forth. So Comic 1 does the first joke, Comic 2 does a reply. So if you're Comic 1, you get to go first and sort of put, put a stamp on the battle. But if you go second, you get to have the final word. So there's a sort of balance between that. And you're basically just slagging each other off and trying to be make the most offensive jokes. That's essentially, it's a sport of offensive jokes and it's a format that means you can put offensive comedy on TV without people really getting offended because you're only going to watch it if you're up for that. Also, you're offending one person and not the audience. And you're you're offending one person who has signed up for it. It's not like you're just being a troll online and bullying someone. (laughs) Box pops. (laughs) Stopping people in the streets and stuff. Hey, you, you look fat and ugly, don't you? (laughs) (laughs) Um... But I had a back, a long back and forth with um, Comedy Central because, um, and I hope they don't mind me saying this, because there's a bit of an illusion with it that, you know, anything goes, and that's true, but there's also legality to TV. So it's anything that the lawyers will allow to be said goes. That's the rules. And so you, you have to write five jokes. I had 67 knockback. <laughs> what the fucking hell? Because, like... Did you, offensive did you th- comedy is in my wheelhouse. That's what oh, I like. Yeah. I, I, I like towing the line. I like, like with me stand up, what I want to do is make you think I'm saying something really, really bad and then spend five minutes convincing you what I've said isn't bad 
and changing your mind while making you laugh. I think that's the best type of comedy is, uh, is he saying, no, he's not, oh, is, is he not, oh, no, no. Like just toying with the audience and pushing and pulling an audience away. I find that quite, it's almost like a sport for me. I just think it's quite funny. Um, with this, I was like, I'm going brute from the start. There's a couple. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Other things, me opponent, that I can't say on this. Um, Sorry, did you, just just to get a little bit of context for myself, did you send them 72 jokes and go, are any of these going to pass? Or, and they said five. No, not like that. So it was... Um, did you send them... And, and then, and then they just this? kept going, yeah. Really? Yeah, I'd, like you think you'd just wear them down after <laughs> ten, maybe, well, but they went to sixty-seven before they went. Okay, is this a bit like how you lost your virginity? <laughs> <laughs> what about this? What about this? No. What about this? No. I've shaved what it. About I've shaved this? it. It's slightly different. <laughs> um, yeah. So. It, it, the legality of it was weird. First of all, there was a couple of things that my opponent didn't want me to talk about that I found out about her. And she was like, I talk about that on my tour show and it's a big reveal. So I don't want that going on the telly and then people come and see me on tour and they already know the end of the show. And I was like, okay. Annoying, but okay. Um, and then what... what I got a bit annoyed at one point because when you sign up for Roast Battle, they have a team of writers and before, before they sort of tell you you've got it, their writers write a load of jokes for each person. Mm-hmm. So let's say you, you two are pissed against each other, you'd be called in and go, right, Chris, so you're battling Paul. Um, you, obviously, you write all your own jokes, do whatever you want, but there is a page of jokes that our writers have come up with about Paul. Feel free to use any of them. And they gave, and this is fine because anything goes on the show, they gave my opponent a Hillsborough joke, right? Mm. Now, she she rightfully, in my opinion, said, I'm not going to do that because I'd never be able to gig in Liverpool again. Now, I think she should be allowed to say it, personally. I will I will defend any comedian's right to make any joke. As long as they're trying to be funny, I, you can't, for me, decide that jokes about Michael Jackson and what he did are okay. And then, just because I'm a Liverpool fan, say no comedian can ever make a Hillsborough joke. You should be allowed to make whatever joke, but people are also allowed to react however they want to. Yeah. Um. So she was giving up and she said no. 
she didn't want to do it. The the joke that they gave her was along the lines of um, Adam's always talking about how much he kills and crushes at gigs. Have scouters learnt nothing from Hillsborough? Mm. So, as a roast joke, makes a lot of sense. Not a good thing to say out loud. Certainly not on the telly because you know there would be a report yeah, yeah. about that. One of the jokes I wrote was uh, eventually when it went on TV, it was a. Uh, Maisie's often described as down to earth, by which it means she's so pale she looks like she's being dug up. You look like a ghost of one of the prostitutes the Yorkshire Ripper killed. Now, initially, what which, I wanted... Which was amazing. <laughs> well, initially, what I was going to say was you look like a ghost of one of the kids buried on the Yorkshire Moors. Oh, right. Okay. Right. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. So that was, that, was, that was my first draft of that one. And they came back and went, you can't do that. There's dead kids involved. And I went, but I hang on, I know that you okay the Hillsborough joke. joke. And they went, we, we, we're not sure there'd be as much of a backlash and, you know, we don't see that as the same thing. And I went, oh, I literally, I, had to put, I, I said to the producer, I'm going to have to call you back. And I rang my agents and I was like, I might have to cancel this, you know, because I don't, I don't, I don't know, like, th- there's just a massive blurred line of me. And in the end, we, we, we sorted it out. Maisie wasn't going to do that one anyway. But he said, you can't do that. So I changed it to, she looks like a ghost one of the pro- of one of the prostitutes Peter Sutcliffe killed. And then they came back and went, you can't say that. And I went, why? They went, it's just, it's, we're not sure about it. And I went, you can't keep restricting it too much. And they went, okay, you can have it as long as you say Yorkshire Ripper. And I went, what's the difference? They went, well, Peter Sutcliffe is a man. The Yorkshire Ripper sounds like a cartoon character. They said this to you. <laughs> Like on Mario Kart or something, yeah, yeah. I'm just going to go as the Yorkshire Ripper today. Yeah. Um, so there was a long back and forth. I hope I don't get in trouble. We're, I, I imagine Comedy Central won't listen anyway, but um, there was a... Yeah, we, we'd hope. But, yeah. Um, I mean, um, they must really be struggling if they're listening to this. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's just... with My my dream since I started stand-up was to be doing TV comedy, and I will still do a lot of it whenever I get the opportunity to do it, because... You know, it does raise your profile. It means you can sell some more tickets and, you know, you get a bit of money for each TV show you do. Will you stop doing the tours? No, I'd never do that. Like, this is a conversation I have with producers all the time. My agent sets up a lot of producers and you have, like, some middle-class Oxbridge graduate who's now the head of, you know, Channel 92. And he's like, so, you know, um, we really like you. We get it. And it's all really great. And, yeah, we're big fans. And we're just... What are you using stand-up for? Like, what's the goal? What's the next level? And I'm like, bigger stand-up. Like, more tour dates in bigger venues. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We all know you're doing stand But, like, we get do, it. do you want to be, like, a presenter? Do you want to be in films, sitcoms? What? What's after stand-up? It's like, no. Whatever you book me for will be used as a facility to make me better and sell more stand-up tickets. And that's it. I will never stop doing it. I couldn't do it. Like, when I go on holiday with me missus, for like a week, which is rare. We go like once, maybe twice a year if we're very lucky. Like last year we went twice because I had a, a good year and we I managed to take a bit of time off for the first time in forever. I actually didn't go on holiday at all my entire life until like two years ago. The first like seven years doing stand-up, I never took any time off. Um, at the end of a week away, my missus, like the second to last day of the holiday is like, you need to do a gig the day we get back because you're just not right. You, you need to go and speak in front of people and just get whatever this fucking your energy is. Stop out. having angry sex with me and go and do stand-up, please, Adam. 
I can only be choked so many times before I just need you to fucking get on with your fucking normal job. Like, yeah. I know I like choking, but you know, like, it, it felt like you meant it this time. That's the ultimate goal with this. <laughs> I'm doing stand up so my bed stays alive. Is that okay, TV executive? No. So, yeah. Um, the, what I was going to say about the TV comedy is I love doing it and I love the opportunity it gives me, but it's so weird because stand-up comedy is the freest form of any art. I get to decide what I'm going to talk about, in what tone of voice, at what pace I'm going to talk about it, for how long. I get to decide everything. There's no... Comedy clubs don't put restrictions on comedians. They're not like, oh, you can't talk about this. We're allowed to do whatever we want, and our only MO is it's got to be funny. We, Our customers have got to enjoy what you're doing. Uh, with the TV, it's different. That you are told, don't talk about that. Please talk about this. Uh, could you take it in this direction? It's our show, and you're being paid to do a job. Um, and it's it's something I've always like chased and craved, but it's it's taken a little bit of getting used to. So, what, one of the things I wanted to talk to you about is obviously you're into battle rap, and uh, you know we know that we've talked about it and stuff in the past. Did you do the Hot Water Comedy Club collaboration battle rap thing? Not that not did? the one that you're talking about, but I've done two battle raps in the past. Three, I've done three. Uh, just against other comedians. Is that is is that like you said before? You love that like offensive joke and that roast battle type of thing. Is that where it comes from? And, and is that the type of thing that you want to do more of? No, like what what I want to do more of is because um, I get it, Adam. <laughs> no, we get it. We really do get it, honestly. But but where's it coming from? Um, the so the show you guys seen, um, which is the 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 show I'm on tour with, still now called Pinnacle. And annoyingly, that title has got absolutely nothing to do with the show. Um, weirdly, as a comedian, you write your title and your blurb in like January, February to go to the Edinburgh Festival in August. And then you spend after that writing and creating the show. So sometimes the title's got fucking nothing to do with what you end up talking about. And this is one of those shows. Like when I release this as a special, the title will be different. Um, however, uh, the show you've seen is was has been quite a gear change from stuff I've done in the past, to be honest with you. And I'm moving more towards the comedy that I want to do. So for the first, I'm nearly 10 years in now, and for the first seven, eight, even maybe nine years, well, no, eight, most of my stuff was stories, anecdotes, and um, the odd actual joke, joke peppered throughout to sort of punch it up a bit. And... I started sort of realising I wouldn't necessarily be a comedian. Although I was doing well and I was getting a lot of work and things were going well for me and getting views from me stuff online, I wasn't necessarily a comedian that I would pay to go and see. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And I wanted to be someone who could be my favourite comedian. I wanted to be someone who'd be like, I'd pay to go and see this. And the more I get into stand-up and the more I watch of it, I, I prefer the American style to the British style. The acts that made me get into stand-up were like Kevin Bridges, Jason Manford, and even Dylan Moran from Dublin. Um, but now my favourite comics are like Bill Bear, Patrice O'Neill, even like Louis C.K. Obviously, his name's a bit mud at the minute, but as far as I'm concerned, still, still a pheno phenomenal comic, one of the best of all time. Th those comics who are quite abrasive and opinionated and... Um, that's what I want to do more of. I want, Is it I about having a message to what you're doing rather than it just being a... No, I don't care about changing anyone's mind. I just want to... I want to toe the line. I think it's toe the line comedy for me. There's, 
when we're talking about like offensiveness, I don't want to offend anyone. I want to make them think I'm going to. I think in the show that you guys have seen that I'm touring now, if you listen to every word I'm saying, the only offensive joke is the first one, which is that Michael Jackson's victims should be grateful that he chose them. <laughs> Earlier this year, didn't it? It was called Leaving Neverland. Did anyone see it? few people it was two lads who used to tour with michael jackson back in the day and uh, they come out and despite saying in the past that he never did anything to them they now said he bummed me <laughs> and we went all right fucking hell soz will stop listening to him <laughs> and obviously i'm not saying what those lads went through was wasn't horrendous it was it's the worst thing anyone can go through i do think they could be a bit more grateful that the greatest pedophile of all time picked them you know what i mean like <laughs> <laughs> like he's the fucking goat isn't he he's the best ever at least that's a story would you rather it be him or some fucking loser some loser who works in greg's would you rather it be him i want to i want to no you wouldn't you'd rather be the guy who can teach you the fucking moonwalk mate it was a funny joke it's right at the beginning for a reason because if you're in the room and you watch that joke and don't get offended by it or decide to stand up and leave at that point, the first joke, you shouldn't be allowed to get upset by yeah. anything else mm. I say. Okay. It's structured in a way. So um, I had a producer from uh, BBC Radio Scotland come and see this show at the Edinburgh Festival. And he brought his wife with him, who is uh, quite fat. And there's a, a a large chunk of this show which is about sorry I'm just being honest there's a lot there's a chunk of this abuse, show because uh, yeah I was waiting for that. <laughs> he's telling the line he's toying with the audience <laughs> <laughs> she's a uh, she's quite fat and she, there's uh, as you've seen there's a chunk in this show about fat activists and uh, activism in general and um, whether it's sort of a good thing uh, and they came to the show and. Afterwards, I seen them in a bar at the Edinburgh Festival, one of the little industry bars. And he goes, oh, Adam, yeah, come and speak. I've left today as a big fan of yours. And, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, the fat shaming stuff, you know, it's just... For my wife in particular, she's a comedian as well. She really didn't like it. And I'm just a bit too much of a straw man. Like, it was just a bit too, too much that, you know. And I went, is that the only bit you had a problem with? And he went, to be honest, yeah. And I went, so you're telling me the... Only bit of my show that you had a problem with is me claiming that fat people maybe can't demand that Victoria's Secret hire them as models when the first thing I say is that Michael Jackson's victims should be a bit more grateful and stop whinging because he got to he let them play with his monkey. <laughs> and this BBC Scotland producer who I I didn't know he was quite he's quite a big deal up there and all the Scottish guys. But like he was sort of stunned into silence and he went a bit when like you put it like that, I can't argue with you. And I went, I know. The show's written in a way for me to be able I don't to say anything that, I couldn't yeah. defend. Yeah. I'm not an offensive comedian who's like, I'll say whatever I want, it's all this and all that. There's there's comedians who go on stage and will make horrendously homophobic jokes and defend them and say oh no i'm just saying th that way because i want to say it and it doesn't matter if someone gets upset by it. it's like that's not stand-up comedy that's just brutish schoolyard nonsense stand-up comedy as an art form and to be creative with it is 
to analyze. I can go on stage. I've got a bit now where I'm like, I've been homophobic. I've been racist. Not overtly when I'm shouting and screaming at people and, you know, send them back. What are you doing now? Not that. But, like, covert racism, which is in all of us, and Sutton Stormzy got in trouble recently for suggesting might be a thing. Maybe there's a bit of racism in this country. You can't solve a problem until you admit you've got one. Hmm. And admitting I've had racist thoughts in the past, I've had homophobic thoughts. I went to an all-boys school in Liverpool where you got rinsed for being gay. If any, if you were camp, it, you didn't have to be gay at school to be called gay. You got called gay for having a fucking gel pen. <laughs> <laughs> like to, to pretend that that didn't happen and doesn't it? That is ridiculous. And we can, you can use stand up to address problems without being preachy and being like, well, you know, what, what I hate more than anything about stand up comedians is what I call clapter, is when a comedian goes out and just tells the audience what they already think and the audience just clap. They don't even laugh at it. So, like, to go on stage, I'm a borderline communist left-wing guy. Jeremy Corbynite, massive left-wing fella. If I see a comedian go on stage and go, well, we all like Boris Johnson, don't we? I want to kill myself and everyone in the room. <laughs> as a socialist, as a left-wing guy, it's more fun to me and funnier to go on stage and go, Ah, we're all a bit like Boris Johnson, though, aren't we? And watch a room go absolutely not. And then go, but we are, though. We've all said and done bad things like he has. And he's a cunt and he's not addressing it, but we've all been like that. We've all got someone in our lives like that. It's funnier to say why he might be right. Hmm. I'm not a political commentator. I'm a comedian. And comedians and, and activists should but be it, a very separate group and they're not at the minute. But is this what we're saying, though, is that you say not a message, but there's a, there's a degree to which you want to shine a, you're trying to shine a light on things. I'm not saying you you think yourself as this beacon of hope and truth <laughs> and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to convert the world, but there has to be a degree to that. There has to be a way of thinking that you'd like people to... to you, you at least want people to consider a different way of looking at things because that's the aim of that. You, the Boris Johnson stuff is the aim of that. Is because what's the point otherwise? If people are, if you're not making people think about, yeah, well, their I, approach to stuff. Yeah, I want people to sort of feel like they can be more honest. If like, I think there's a a lot of problems societally at the minute. There's such a divide, and I hate people on both sides. Yeah. So, the ultra woke people who want to get you fired for making a single mistake in your life, even if it was 15 years ago are some of the worst people alive. And then <laughs> there's people on the other side who are like, oh, you can't say anything anymore. It's PC gone mad. I can't, I can't even s s spit at people I don't like in the street. And you're like, <laughs> you shouldn't you're be able some to do of the that, worst you know? people yeah. of all time. People on the extremism is not just right wing. It's, oh, yeah, yeah. it's left-wing as well. No, fucking left-wing. The left-wing people are the... Uh, we were talking about this the other day. saying the need to, At some point, they're going to have to rebrand veganism because vegans have ruined veganism. Not, <laughs> you know what I mean? Because ve being vegans are fucking... Uh, what's wrong with being vegan? You know, you're not killing loads of animals. You're being, you're being generally more considerate to the environment and all that. But so many vegans are just assholes and yeah. fucking won't shut up about it that they've ruined the brand. And that's yeah. the problem. Is you, right, is you've got left-wing fucking... Just massive left-wing fannies, and then you've got extreme. The extremes of both ends are knobheads, to, but just it's like a circle. You come round; they're both much closer to each other on the circle. Yeah. Than, whereas there's, there's a degree, I think comedy's probably somewhere where you sit in the middle and you find it quite hilarious. Both, they're both, both sides. They're both equal lunatics. Have you always recently? had that though, or is it like as you've got older, you've started to realise that? Because I, when I was young. I used to always have these just hard, fast opinions on things. 
And I probably didn't have the fucking knowledge and I didn't have the life experiences to have these such hard, fast things. But as I've got older, I've kind of gone more... I can see both sides to almost every well, story now. I think now. what happens is when you're younger and certainly of adolescence, you're so easily influenced, everyone. Like when you're at that age, you, the, the sort of human thing to do is to try and assimilate and be one of the lads and be part of a group and it's very very easy to not actually have your own opinion between the age of 14 and 25 mm. and just be like no what do, what do we think that oh, is that what we think we think that i think that what we think it it's as you get a bit older and the more and more you have conversations with different people you realize that um you can you can form your own opinion and it doesn't have to but the the problem with the ultra left is that they want completely perfect allies and that is why left wings are not willing to win an election in the western world yeah. isn't it? this country's fucked for at least five years now because the Tories are back in and I think a large problem with that is the arrogance of the far left in my opinion the only way um, it gets back in is to go left of centre like Blair but the hard yeah. left don't want that exactly and Trump is going to win again Yeah, like he's almost certainly going to win again and it's because of things like, very recently, Joe Rogan endorsed Bernie Sanders. Who are you going to vote for in the primary? I think, I think I'll probably vote for Bernie. Him as a human being, when I was hanging out with him, and yeah. I, I believe in him. I like him. I like him a lot. What Bernie stands for is a guy who, well, look, you could, you could dig up dirt on every single human being that's ever existed if you catch them in their worst moment and you magnify those moments and you cut out everything else and you only display, display those worst moments. That said, you can't find very many with Bernie. Hmm. So obviously, Rogan's got the biggest podcast in the world. It's millions and millions of views Enough. and downloads every single week and recently he said i think i'm going to vote for bernie in the primaries and bernie took the clip of that from the joe rogan experience and used it as a campaign video joe rogan endorsed me and then a load of bernie followers were like hey, you can't be using joe rogan no he's made really transphobic jokes in the past and he's had alex jones on his podcast you can't have joe rogan it's like do you fucking idiots understand how big of a platform Joe Rogan's got? And he's endorsing your guy. Fucking take take it, you you lunatics. Just because he's made jokes that you but don't think is, are funny. Yeah. But what's happened? I was talking about this. I, funny, I was talking about this because I've guess my father-in-law's a, a, a very staunch conservative. Like, but I was talking about this is the problem we've got is that the right wing have gone, have, have gotten smart, and they've gone. Hang on a second. What are all these lefties been going on about all this time? Oh, freedom of speech and fucking all this, and they've gone. They've, they've, they've basically stolen all the rhetoric and all and gone, ah, ha, ha, freedom of speech. I can say I hate all the people I want in the world because it's freedom of speech. What are you going to do about that? And then lefties go, ah, shit. What are we meant to say about that? No, you, freedom of speech, but you can't say this and that. But the problem is, of course, you now live in a world where you've got, yeah, there's just moral outrage at every single, at every single turn, which means that everyone on the left comes across looking like a fucking, like uh, snowflakes and arseholes. And everyone on the right comes across looking like basically fucking genocidal, genocidal lunatics. And then you've got a bunch of people who are sat in the middle just totally fucking lost with the whole with, with the whole thing. It's why you got tons of Brexit voters who actually aren't racists yeah. and who actually aren't this and that. They just quite like the notion of 
a bit of a retro feel to the to the country, and that was and all. It only blue passports. People. Well, exactly. Wanted blue passports and stuff like. But I, I, I the, it's the left stuff that drives me mad because you're right. I consider myself to be to be left wing, but I find it embarrassing. And the, the thing I really liked about your show was the cancel culture stuff. That's the thing that I find the the maddest of of mad is there's like people go out go out going out into the world looking to just tear other people. Down, that's just a, so they, that's the moral aggrandization, like it's that's mad. exactly what people are doing now. Like, as soon as someone is at any form of sort of successful who has a, an opinion, even one opinion that differs from the the group mentality of the the woke left, they they're not allowed in. I've seen this recently, actually. You know, we we did something around um, obviously Liverpool played Shrewsbury, and I put something on Twitter. And I had all these all these people getting to us like that's a fucking terrible opinion and all this. Because my problem was, I thought Shrewsbury deserved the big gate um, for getting into the uh, get, taking us into a replay, and I didn't really want Liverpool to reduce the ticket prices because I know how much it would accept them. I got loads of people fucking giving me shit because I just said it as it happened. And then I look like a week later on Twitter and they're all talking the same opinion as me because someone they know has kind of said it or articulated it better than I did in my one tweet or something. And I'm looking at it going, yeah, but mine was a fucking genuine opinion. Like, I wasn't led to that. And I'm not asked if you disagree with me or not. That's what I think right now. Twitter's an angry platform. But you look at it and you go, how can you be... And I see so many fucking socialists and so many people who say that they're left-wing who just want a cheaper ticket price for themselves. Yeah. That's not the point. There's a lot of... You don't understand what socialism is. There's a lot of people who are only left-wing because that's the only party they can afford. (laughs) 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 There's a lot of people who would be conservative if they had money in their pocket. I'm, like... I like to think I'm in a, a, a position to be able to speak on this because I think now I'm earning enough that it would benefit my life to have a Tory government in. Just about. Like, I'm just tipping into that bracket. And I still think it's reprehensible that we've got a Tory government and the policies because I think if you are doing okay, that this I'm all right, Jack mentality, oh, I'm sound, I've, I've done well. I know fucking lads that run businesses that... To try and fucking pay as little tax as possible. Yeah. Like I actually, I actually genuinely believe in the tax system. You know, what I, I mean? try and pay as little tax as possible. I do. I put all my expenses through. Any legitimate expenses, I will put through. But Adam, it's almost like we're not all fucking perfect. And yeah. it's like, yeah. you know what I mean? It's and not a one-size-fits-all thing, because this is the problem. Is you, if you imagine the fucking... The right is so much more... Because they can get they can get behind a couple of slogans, and that'll do them. Yeah. Whereas the left, it's like, right, we've got this massive army of people, and we're going to charge, we're going to charge on Parliament, everyone together, this mass army along the way. They're going, well, hang on a second, are, are you using are you using single-use plastic in your fucking, are you, in your cutlery there for your lunch? Wait, well, you're out. You're yeah. not allowed to be on our sides anymore. Well, hang on a second. What, you know, whoa, two whoa, whoa, men whoa, whoa, left whoa. at the no, end. No, but that's the point. Whoa, your, your Nike shoes, well, they were manufactured by, by slave labour in, in the Far East. Yeah. Well, you can't be in our... You can't be in our... And by the time they get this army arrives at the fucking gates of Parliament, it's the biggest wet lettuces on the face of fucking planet Earth. These zero charisma, zero personality people who you would... Let's be honest, you would just knock out if you fucking saw them. There's no one, there's no one cool left. There's no one... I, Left no idols left in there because everyone's fucking done a drug or fucking slept with someone they shouldn't have done. 
or fucking chuck the fucking a piece of non-recyclable material in the fucking recycle bin because the fucking bin was full. You know what I mean? And this is this is we're, we're whittling down all the fucking the people yeah. who should all be on the same side because cancel culture. We're so bored. We just the, need something to get behind any at any given moment. Whereas people on the right are like, oh yeah, Jeff. I I don't really like about that that thing that he he's got that opinion on, but yeah. he likes guns. Yeah. So it's probably he's fine. Good, he, he, he has a good pint, in it, but I don't like that. He they, doesn't like Jews, but he's got a, fl- a British flag outside yeah, the front yeah. of his house, so he's it's, probably all right, isn't he? Ridiculously, there's more tolerance of diversity of opinion on the right, which is just <laughs> which is just so fucking stupid. And the left is literally eating itself alive at the minute, and it, it, it's got a like, I, <laughs> unlike the the flawed thing, I'm I'm quite open about um I I, I sort of. My opinion on a lot of things is one person doesn't make a big enough difference a lot of the time. It's all about a collective thing. And I put on uh, Twitter a while back and got some shit for it that I'd been to KFC and uh, took a load of plastic straws for when I go through a Mackey's drive-thru, right? Because yeah. I had on pl- the, the paper ones now. And someone was like, that's disgusting. Still using plastic straws when there's paper ones available. And I was like, what are you talking about? These are already straws. <laughs> what do you think happens to them if we don't use them? Same thing that does. If if you do use them, we need to stop the, the, making the, the, plastic the fucking, straws. The but the ones here. that have already been made, we can use. Yeah. They're, going I, potato, right, they're going up a potato. They're going up a potato's ass, regardless of whether they're used <laughs> or not. So here's the thing: <laughs> the Mackey's ones aren't even fucking recyclable. That's the fucking big kicker here. Because I'm massive, like I'm fucking yeah, been zero waste for the year or as close to as possible. <laughs> <laughs> be slightly more edible. Well, would the turtles enjoy it less? More? What are we thinking? They, I think they're definitely better for the turtle. I think one thing we can they say... They disintegrate in a fucking milkshake, never mind a week in <laughs> yeah. the ocean. Listen, one thing, one thing we can all say is that we're definitely not experts on the digestive systems of turtles. So let's not let's Speak not get down there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let's dive into that one. No, I think I, I find it I find it amazing. Like, uh, there's just... Uh, people disguising, disguising their own personal agendas... With doesn't their hatred for other people as a as a, some sort of moral high ground or whatever? I find it I find it genuinely amazing. Like I was talking to Sam Quickly the day on the, on a on, on Red Men and like the amount of people when she comes out she comes up with an opinion about about something or other. Oh, probably about Liverpool wrestling players or something. And oh, it was, oh yeah, up, whatever. And she got slaughtered. And then the next week, like, like yours, Gary Lineker come out and said exactly the same thing. And then was like, oh, good on you, Gary. Good on you. Oh, and yeah. she was like, the sexism from yeah. fussy fans with, with female pundits who are actually dead good at the job. Like, well, I don't even, I just don't get it. Like, so what if someone has a different opinion to you? Isn't that, isn't that sound? People, people don't like like, it, like genuinely like but people don't. You're like, a fucking knobhead for thinking cheese is and good. Also, people <laughs> why. Pe- People think their opinion is fact. A lot of people. There's so many stupid people on the internet. What One thing that I find funny now, it used to actually get to me because when I first... As a comedian, you're constantly seeking approval. That's why any comedian gets on stage in the first place is to get the approval of strangers. And when you start putting stuff out online, you get a mixture of love and the worst trolls. And it's when people put, this isn't funny, on a video that's had like... 
two million views, and there's a hundred thousand comments going, "This is amazing. This is one of the funniest things I've ever seen." It's like, it is funny. What you mean is you don't find it funny. You, if one person finds something funny, it's funny yeah. by its very nature. But we found what what social media has done, and I, I, you know, I've said this for years. But our mobile phones are basically just devices where anyone can ruin your day at any given moment. Yeah. What social media is is it, it it allows your worldview to be challenged at every single turn because, and this is, goes back to you were talking about it earlier, you get your first set of opinions when you're like 19, really. It's generally when you've moved out of the house for the first time and you think you're a grown-up and you've lived, you've probably lived a year and you've had a few experiences and you get your first set of proper opinions and you fucking love them and you love <laughs> telling everyone what they are and getting involved. And I, and like, I, you're I, in the pub talking to strangers oh with your brand God, new opinions, I'm such a you? fucking arsehole, like more than I am now when I was like 19 and 22. It was, it was. Oh, unbearable, Chris. Unbearable. Um, but yeah, you do because you get, you learn, you, you learn new things and you think and you just think you're fucking amazing but when, now because of social media you can have them challenged constantly yeah. and, and, and and so instead of but, but but you're not emotionally mature enough if someone came, to fucking, if someone to have came up to me challenged. nowadays with your long hair and a three quarter length leather jacket and tried to give me your opinions I'd slap him yeah. quite honestly which yeah. is what you were doing to people in pubs when you were 19 oh my god yeah no it's true isn't it like you know but that, that's the thing at the time you couldn't have your opinion you didn't have your opinions challenged as much you'd have your mates might call you on it and you and you change was what you do now if someone you, you do two things you double down and you die on that hill for about half an hour until you need until you finished having your shit and you yeah. put your phone away for a bit or whatever. Oh, that's or, like the fucking NHS nurses, extra twenty thousand nurses, like that. What that woman did in the election? Do you remember that? Stopping people leaving is not more nurses. Is it? And there will be fifty thousand more. No, no, fifty thousand more nurses. There for a variety of different routes. Nineteen thousand of them are just people you're going to persuade to stay. That's not more nurses. There'll be fifty thousand more no, nurses in the NHS. I know you keep saying that. Can you explain the nineteen thousand? Well, I am on. explaining it. Piers, I am explaining I'm, it. Treat me as a complete idiot. <laughs> what? And she just got pushed, she got pushed out there to die on every yeah. television channel. But has now got a job for life, by the way. Oh, absolutely. But the alternative is, what you can do now, because of social media, is you can go and find the four other fucking weirdos who share your opinion. That's the biggest problem. So you, you get to define what... So this is where fake news and all that's come from now. You don't... If you don't like the truth... You go and find your own truth. You go and find other people who believe the same horseshit as you do. And the problem with all of this is it's led to a load of like fucking to, to blaring of the lines and blaring of what, uh, what truth actually is. So because some conspiracy theories exist, it means that all everything that is a conspiracy theory must be true in people's minds, like flat earthers and all these kind of. I like don't talk about flat earthers, like... Paul. We lost a subscriber on Redmen because I gave them shit the other day. Honestly, well, honestly, he, I, <laughs> I know he yeah. fell off the edge of the earth. Yeah, yeah. It's, <laughs> social media and the internet in general has just given people who, like, and I don't mean any disrespect by this. Well, as I suppose, a fucking weird the the idea that they're not like. 25, 30 years ago, if you were someone who put Action Man up your ass, you felt a bit guilty about it. You're like, oh, fucking, oh you're sexually liberated I'm now. Fucking aren't weird, me. I put Action Man up my ass every week. You don't tell anyone about that. You go on the internet now, you're part of the Action Man up the ass community. So <laughs> fucking 300,000 likes on Facebook. Yeah, it's got a fucking genre tab on Pornhub, man. Probably. Probably. It has. Probably. 
Yeah. <laughs> 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 no, and right, an ASMR right. group as well. And fair play, no one again, but there's, there's a degree to which kind of fair play, you know, but it's it's when it bleeds. What, the, the action man up your ass? Whatever, whatever floats your boat, whatever gets you there, innit? Like, you know what I mean? It's not, it doesn't, it doesn't, it's got no impact on me. I had sex with a girl once and she put a barbie up her ass. No, listen. Jordan. Head first. Yeah, Jordan. Head first. <laughs> he. Horrible, innit? She has to brush it out after. <laughs> I didn't stay. <laughs> I'm gonna say. I went back to. I'm gonna say after which point didn't you stay? After I'd finished. After finished <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I went back. No, that's not for me. Not for me. And in about five minutes' time, I am off. <laughs> I, I love how you said I had sex with a girl once who shoved the Barbie up her ass yeah. because she didn't go back. Oh I, no! It was a one night stand when I was like back. I, I, I must have been like twenty or something. I don't know. And uh, I went back to her student class, and she had Barbies everywhere. Like, she had, like, this weird collection of Barbies, and while we were having sex, she literally got one and shoved it <laughs> as an extra stimulant. And you do you know what's weird? Because you weren't getting it. Do you know what's it? weird? That's not even an exclusive. <laughs> I've told people this before. That is astounding. That is astounding. I've been with a girl and so I got lots of, lots of Disney toys around the place and that's a very difficult environment to get a hard on. But, you know, I'm sure that, again, there's some, some niche personality types for who... They'd love that. That's fucking... That's mecha to them, isn't it? Like, but, um, no. Yeah. Um, Not for was... me. Who is the fittest um, Disney princess, Adam? It's Elsa. You think? I think she's the, she, she's the most yeah. game. The most game? I think Anna's <laughs> well more game. Really? Yeah. It's a bit too ditzy. Yeah, I'd, I'd go Elsa, I think. You'd go Elsa, yeah. But if it's the moments... Oh, God. The moments in front of where she comes of age <laughs> and she struts. That's, that's more that sexually many, charged than any Disney princess has been before. There? There's tons of options. You've got Mulan. Yeah. So I bet you she's about 14. I think they're all... The problem with Disney princesses is they're all about 12, Chris. Well, well let's but, pretend yeah, that they're all 18. Like they, yeah, yeah, I think, yeah, I think you've got to. You've got uh, to in this scenario. Ariel, is, I'm pretty sure, is about 14. Is and also, she's got fish, fish bottom half, which yeah, is... Yeah, you can't have a fish bottom half. That, that reels air out, doesn't it? So would you rather have fish bottom half or fish top half? You'd rather have fish bottom half, wouldn't you? But still not ideal. <laughs> <laughs> You'd get more blowjob if she just had a fish bottom half. But what's to stop you the other way around? You'd get more. You'd level of disgust. I said you'd get more. Who do you reckon's the worst one? Sleeping Beauty, innit? Morning breath for days. <laughs> She's gonna. You'd get more stink. sex if it was Sleeping Beauty, though. That's, no, you can't say that. Why can you not say that? You, well, you can, but don't. <laughs> oh, you've made the podcast rapey. Welcome back, everyone. Oh, Chris has made the podcast no. rapey. We're all getting cancelled. Oh, yeah, there you go. You remember those people? You know those people who troll things out on the internet to try and get you taken off the air? You, you know what they fucking you be, deserve. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. That will definitely be the demise of you. And yeah. you've got to leave it in. <laughs> um, <laughs> Snow White is having the dwarves around. Uh, just to, loads of little fellas just watching you go I think Snow on. White and the Seven Dwarves is the easiest porn spin-off. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> there's de- like, I haven't checked. Beauty and the Beast, but it's definitely more a dark web kind of situation. Than the- <laughs> yeah, I've seen that one. The woman getting bummed to death by a horse. Have you seen that? Yeah. That was isn't it mad? That was Bluetooth that I, porn from like, back in the day. He looked at it? me when he said it. I, isn't it mad, though? That, like, I think he looked at both of us, to be fair. <laughs> isn't it mad, though, that we've all defo seen that video? Yeah. I think everyone saw that video. A woman got bummed to death by a horse yeah. and we sent it to all of our friends. 
because it was funny. <laughs> the <laughs> mid noughties was a strange time, wasn't it? I think we did we. Uh, what was the thing that wasn't Bluetooth? Oh, infrared. infrared. Did we uh, were we infrareding them to each other back then? Yeah, oh, yeah absolutely. You had to line up a, a phone next to another. Phone. I don't know why we didn't yeah. just watch it on the other person's phone. Because you wanted to take it and share it to someone else, didn't you? That was the. Hang on a second. Come on, mate. Do you want to share it over here? Yeah, it was like passing it down the line, like in Subway. I downloaded Lonely by Akon on Jamston, had a queue of kids around the fucking block. <laughs> 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 for editing them, charging them a quid each. Amazing. <laughs> Absolutely amazing. Right, Sans. Well, I think that, that, that'll do that. But before we wrap up, I want to get some life advice from everyone, a piece of advice from your, from your life that you want to hand down to the viewers. That'll make them better people, hopefully. <laughs> Maybe not. Shut up. Daddy. Just shut up. No one's asked. Shut up. That'll make people better if they all just shut up a bit. That's a good point. I know that's a weird thing to say on a podcast, which is us <laughs> yeah. not shutting up constantly for an hour. But yeah, just shut up. Shut up. I think it's a solid piece of advice. People do talk too much. Anything you want to throw out to people? <laughs> Am I allowed to talk? <laughs> because I don't want to piss him off listen now. anyway, will he? <laughs> so <laughs> not really. talk we'll send him a version with just him talking. And he'll oh, be fine. Be fucking great, yeah. I'll listen to that. I think, I think for me, it's it's probably just consensual sex is probably what you need to go for, everybody. Yeah. It needs to be a yes. It always needs to be a yes. There's just a comedian called uh, Sam Merrill. He's got a great special out on YouTube, American guy. And uh, he's got a routine at the minute about how he thinks consent is the best bit of sex. Sometimes he just gets the consent and then goes home. <laughs> <laughs> She goes home and has a wanker. Job done at any time. <laughs> <laughs> I'll bank that one for later. Okay, well, to, also consent has to be renewed consistently. Hello. Good out. Um, okay, brilliant. There you go. If anyone's got any life advice or any questions you want to ask us for the next podcast, let us know in the comments underneath on YouTube or you can uh, tweet uh, Pajak uh, on Twitter as well. We've got a Twitter account. And we've got Have an you Instagram got a Twitter account. account for you two now, yeah? Yeah, yeah, finally. Not just your own? Not just our individual ones now. Okay, cool. There you go. Um, the Have A Word pod as the well. The second time I've been told about yeah, it. Yeah, check out, check out my me, uh, me podcast, Have A Word with Adam Rowan and Dan Nightingale. It's on uh, Spotify, Apple and Podbean. And it'll be on other stuff soon, but it's on those three for now. Amazing. Fantastic. Well, Adam, thank you very much for coming in. Thanks for having us. Yeah, let us know any suggestions for future guests on the MXP podcast for this new series. And other than that, we'll see you very soon. ta Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.